Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast with me, Kelly Heil. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing incredible creatives who are also moms. Motherhood doesn't mean we have to stop making art or stop writing our books. It means that now we have new tiny fans rooting us on. Join me in conversation about doing what we love alongside raising the ones we love. I'm an artist, self-published author, and mom of two daughters. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get talking. This is Moms Who Create, the art of motherhood. I was not finding anything really geared towards a child who knew nothing but veganism. A lot of, almost all the children's books are talking about how animals aren't food or how, why you shouldn't do this and why you shouldn't do that. But none of them really address like why we don't do that. Like, it's not like a, you know, and I didn't need him to learn a lesson from a book. I needed him to connect with a book because of his own identity. Hey everyone. Today's guest is Randy Seltzer Bonica. She is a vegan mom, a children's book author, an animal advocate, and a joy maker. She lives with her husband, Steve, and her son, Murray, and her six rescue cats in Rockaway Beach, New York City. You're going to love hearing about what she creates. She's just awesome. Hey, Randy, how are you today? It's so good to see you. It's good to see you too. So Randy, you're a mom. You have a book. You you have a lot of different things you do. You have two businesses. So before we dive into the businesses, just go ahead and just tell me about yourself. I am a native New Yorker, which I always lead with. Like, I feel like people need to know, like I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, and I, (laughs) and I live in Rockaway beach, which is in Queens. Um, but it is on the beach in New York. It's definitely different than what people picture when they think about someone living in New York city. We actually moved out here, um, because I was a teacher and, uh, my husband is a teacher and we wanted to live somewhere where we wanted to be in our own home when we were on vacation. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's clever. <laughs> that's smart, actually. So that's how we we ended up at the beach. Um, and I have a son named Murray. He is uh, almost two and a half. I have six cats. Uh, six cats. <laughs> Usually, I say I have three cats, and people are like three cats. Now I'm like six cats. Can you please tell me all of their names because I love cat names. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Leroy, Roxy, Ali, Marco, Penny, and Chicky. It's oh, adorable. That's amazing. That's awesome. So six cats. So you love cats. <laughs> we do. We love cats. Um, before we had a child, we were very involved in animal rescue. And so we were pretty big foster failures. <laughs> <laughs> foster failures. No, there's no such thing. Well, we did. We were, we were part of foster parents. We kept keeping them. <laughs> I feel like I would do that too. Like even like, even with humans, I would be like, no, I know I don't need 25 kids, but I have such but a I like this one. Just this one. This one's special. <laughs> um, we're a vegan family. Uh, we've been vegan. My husband and I went vegan together in 2014. And I can't, you know, I know there are a lot of vegans who have partners that aren't vegan and I can't, I can't really imagine doing it like on my own, like having like such a difference in like ethical beliefs in the same home. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel really grateful that my husband and I are on the same page and we're raising a vegan child, which is amazing because I have a little animal advocate right now. So I was a high school English teacher for um, nine years and then I was a high school guidance counselor for another nine years. 
And I never actually pictured um, being a full-time entrepreneur. But uh, after I had my son and COVID and I, I, I'm not going back. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I've said it a million times, but the whole pandemic has caused so many moms I talk to to either lose their jobs or quit their jobs and start their own business. So it's like, I know the pandemic's awful. Like, don't get me wrong there, but it has right. started so many wonderful things that I I love to see what like has come from it. You know, not the bad parts, but the good parts have, have come from it. So um, no, and there are, it's okay to be a silver lining person. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel, I feel walking around like, I, you know, I don't know what it's like, you know, all over the country, but at least in New York city, one of the most beautiful things that have come out of this pandemic is that every restaurant has a sidewalk cafe now. Yeah. And- <laughs> I never even thought about that, but the, yeah, that's so true. You have to find the positives of really bad things or you're going to go absolutely crazy. So you run two businesses and you're an entrepreneur. So tell me all about that too. So I, I've, I've always been a maker. Um, I've always had different like side hustles and different crazy things. I used to make clocks out of cereal boxes with like sequins. And so that was like one of my first businesses. I did a wedding dress project where I ran around like with my friends and my mom in our wedding, wedding dresses in New York city and had a photographer follow us like for a year. Um, oh, wow. That's so neat. <laughs> so I've always kind of like done things. And, um, my main business, like how I make my living salt and sparkle, it grew organically actually out of my wedding, just project, um, where I wanted to like, sort of have a product to go with this project. And I started getting into like personalized jewelry and I went to YouTube university and I learned how to make the hand stamp jewelry. And I didn't even, you know, necessarily know what I was doing, but I posted stuff that I made on Facebook and people were like, I want it. And I was like, okay, cool. So that grew and grew. So, um, you know, my, my business salt and sparkle that I I make a living from now grew from a $50 hand stamping kit. And so it's, it's pretty cool. (laughs) That's awesome. And you don't have to know what you're doing to start out. Like, you don't have to know at all. Like you said, you didn't know and you were just, you started what you wanted to do. That was like fun. And people were like, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah. It mm-hmm. grew. I just, you know, like I learned how to make jewelry and then I learned how to make more jewelry and uh, you know, I went on Etsy and things just like snowballed, um, wow. into a place where we are now, where my husband and I just switched my 300 square foot, um, studio with our master bedroom. So I could have more space. Oh, wow. Oh, good for you. That's incredible. And do you like, love it? Like, do you love it? You know, like a lot of people start something hoping it grows. And as it does, they either find that they like are so excited, absolutely love that they did it. Or they're like, Oh, I don't actually like this. Like it's getting successful, but like, this isn't fun. Have you found that you really have become passionate about it? Yeah, it's really, it's one of those things. And I think, and, um, that's sort of what I was talking about, I guess when I, you know, I said, I, I just, all of a sudden, like I just decided not to go back to, not all of a sudden, but it was pretty all of a sudden, um, that I decided not to go back to work. I mean, I have two master's degrees. I have 18 years in a public school system where you need 20 to get, uh, like a good pension. And I am like, no, like this is being an entrepreneur. Like this is what I was born to do. Like, and I didn't, I, 
I didn't know it. Like I wish, I wish I knew it when I was in my twenties, um, cause I saved a lot of money on student loans. Um, <laughs> right. And I think I had to go through like everything I went through to like really know myself to know, mm-hmm. like when I was in this and this, you know, what happened, I guess was that I had my son and I realized I couldn't go back to work and keep my business that it was going to be impossible to work a full-time job, be the mom I wanted to be and have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was it. Cause I, you know, my business is, it's a high volume business and, um, and I make everything to order. I make everything by hand and I would come home from work being a guidance counselor at three 30 in the afternoon and work until nine o'clock at night. And I loved it, but there's no room in there for momming. Mm-hmm. And, and so you I have to, to pick. Yeah. You had to pick because, and it's good that you realized that and noticed it and acknowledged it and figured out that you couldn't do all those things and be like the best mom or even the best creator maker. I couldn't be the best anything. So I got rid of the one I liked the least, which was my grown up job. (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably the best feeling to get rid of your grown up job and just do your, your own stuff. Like that's like the ultimate goal. Okay. So you have that business. And then what is the other thing that you do? So my other business, which is new, um, is I wrote and published a vegan children's book. I wrote it for my son, Murray, when he was very little. And, um, the reason why I wrote it is because when I was looking for vegan children's books for him, and there are many, and there are many that are lovely. I was not finding anything really geared towards a child who knew nothing but veganism. A lot of, almost all the children's books are talking about how animals aren't food or how, why you shouldn't do this and why you shouldn't do that. But none of them really address like why we don't do that. Like, it's not like a, you know, and I didn't need him to learn a lesson from a book. I needed him to connect with a book because of his own identity. Mm, I like that. So you saw that (laughs) need for that and you're like, okay, this needs to happen. So you made it. If I see it, if I see a need for something and I can't buy it, I make it. (laughs) <laughs> that's my entire business. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so I, um, found an illustrator and she and I are business partners and she's also a vegan mom. And it was very important Perfect. to me to, um, partner with another vegan mom so that mm-hmm. we, um, really created a business. Not, I wasn't just finding someone to draw for me. Um, but then we created a business that surrounds like our values and, um, raising vegan children. And it's definitely, it's definitely hard to promote a book, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. sort of in a grassroots kind of way. Like we don't really have, you know, the money to do crazy Amazon advertising for our book. And it's a niche market, right? We're marketing to to vegan parents of young children, right? It's not even just vegans or not parents or not even vegan parents, but also then they have to be like, you know, two to eight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's rather new, but have you had some good feedback from it? Have you had people that's that you've uh, heard that like it's helped them and helped their kids about veganism and everything? We've honestly gotten nothing but good reviews about our book. I think our biggest struggle is getting it out there, but people love our book. We um, sort of went a very non-traditional route. Um, Abby, our, our illustrator, she's um, a graphic designer. And so it's, it's digital art and it's very different than most children's books, which are hand painted. And so it's very bright and it's, it's just different. And we think it really appeals to very young children. You know, we've, we've gotten all wonderful reviews. People love how positive our book is that it's not like Mm -hmm. there's, 
it's not angry. There's no, um, underlying, like, and that's what I was saying. There's, there's no like vibe of like, what's, what's bad. And it doesn't shame non-vegans. And that was like a big part of it for us. I liked that you did that, especially for kids too. Kids learn a specific way. And if you're kind of shaming them or guilting them or making them feel sad or angry, I feel like that's not a positive way to learn. So it sounds like you really hit the, hit the nail on the head with how you created that book to teach the, to teach children. So if you haven't heard the moms who create journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momswhocreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. It, well, you know, one of the things that, you know, I talked about when I was writing it with my husband is, you know, my my son, you know, luckily has four grandparents and none of them are vegan. Right. And so it's like, how am I going to raise my child to be an animal advocate, to be a vegan and to not look at his grandparents and think that they're bad or unkind? And so we, you know, we use language like not everyone sees the world our way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that animals are our friends. And so, you know, we just try to the, the whole book just really is is positive about why it's it's great to be vegan and to be a vegan family altogether and to leave the animals alone. Oh, that's good. So not like, um, this, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. That's why we're vegan. But instead we're vegan because this, it makes this good and this good and this good. So it's kind of just taking a spin on it. Everyone I talk to is so passionate about something and it's all different stuff. Like even my stuff's different, whether it's animals, mental health, I love passionate people, no matter what it is. I mean, within reason, you know, but usually if you're really, really, really passionate about something, it's not like something terrible or awful, but so I loved, I just love meeting these moms who have all different passions and just seeing you just go at it. Like you wanted to teach your son something, but you couldn't find it in the books. So you like literally wrote a book, had it illustrated and put it out there. Now you're helping others as well. And it just gets me really excited about life. <laughs> to be honest with you, I do. It gets me excited too. Yeah. That we can just do these things, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So you're busy. So you, you, I see now where you had to quit your, in quotations, grown up job to do these <laughs> things, but now it's just growing and exploding and, oh, that's fantastic. So tell me about the transition from going from your old job in there, having your child and then switching to being a full-time entrepreneur and how you've had to adjust working with your child. Do you work from home? You are from home, right? I do work from home. Um, I definitely work from home. (laughs) Okay. So tell me about that transition from the quote unquote, like real world job to being at home and being a mom and running these amazing businesses. Tell me about the transition. Well, I still, you know, I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I just don't have another full-time job. Uh, you know, I'm a full-time mom. Like I am a full-time mom. Um, my husband leaves the, for work in the morning at six in the morning. He's home, um, some days at five, some days at four. Um, 
And so I'm, I'm a full-time mom. I have a, a, you know, I have a two and a half year old. We don't do daycare. We are, you know, he's my ride or die. Like we, we hang out all day long. Yeah. Um, oh. we don't, <laughs> um, you know, he's my, he's my buddy. And so I don't work with him. Um, okay. I work, um, I mean, minimally I'll work with him. Like if I have yeah, to yeah. like, you know, sneak something in, like I will, right, right, um, right, right. But generally having him in my studio means 17 things are upside down before I get the one thing done that I need to get done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so my studio is basically off limits. Um, so I work in the afternoon. So my husband gets home from work. It's a little bit difficult. The transition is difficult. We're basically, we tag team parents. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, my husband gets home, we high five and I go right into my studio and shut the door and then dinner's ready and I clock out for the day. And so I only work a couple hours a day during the week. Um, and I work a lot on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I am um, an IVF mom and I waited five years for my child. Uh-huh. And so I really had no interest in going back to work uh, once he was born. I didn't know it. I didn't know that I would feel that way until mm-hmm. I had him. But now I just want to, he's going to be my only child. And I just want to like, I want to, soak it all in. I want to, I want to do it all with him. You've found that balance. You found that balance between doing a high volume business, running that, writing a book and still being a full-time mom. So right. it sounds like you've got it all under, under control and you you know what you're doing and it's, it's, is it working for you? It's working for you and your husband, right? It's totally, I mean, it's definitely working for us, like relationship wise. Like we don't spend a lot of time together, but you know, we still like each other, which is good. That's good. Um, the, um, the fourth quarter is, is really rough. It's rough for everybody. Um, but now it's, yeah. you know, it's going to be January tomorrow and we'll get to spend a lot more time together. Yeah. That's good. Um, you know, but one of the things, and I, I always, I have, I have a lot of like ideas and things that I want to see my business do and, you know, and growth and all these things that I want. And, you know, I have to always pull back and be like, okay, slow your roll. Like mm-hmm. he's two and a half. Like he's going to be in school full time before you know it. Like you can't do all these things right now. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's not that my business is on autopilot because it grows organically. Um, I'm actually, I think up 40% from last year, which is insane. Oh, that's amazing. Um, that's amazing. but I can't, I know that I can't have it grow the way I want it to grow and also parent the way I want it to parent the way Mm -hmm. I want to parent. So it's almost like I let my business sort of grow on its own and, you know, run itself in a way, um, knowing that there will be a time when I will have seven or eight hours every weekday to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not in a hurry for that to happen because it means that, you know, one chapter of my life is totally closed. So, okay. What advice do you have to moms on how to balance not missing anything, still being there for your kids, how you want to be there for them and starting running and growing a business. What would you say? One of the best things that I ever did, um, and she's sitting right here working while I'm talking to you is I hired help. Um, and I think that a lot of people think they cannot afford help. And I thought I cannot afford help. And I, honestly have, when I did my, my books this year, I, it did, you know, hiring help definitely did like bite into like the money I would have paid myself, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't have filled the orders. And so 
if you want to like think about like growing mm-hmm. um and it being like a marathon and not a sprint then it's not necessarily about the money you make this month it's more about like the potential to make it like in 3 years and there were times where like i did the math um and like i was like oh my god i'm only making like 2 dollars on this product and then i was like oh but i'm not even making it i'm not even doing anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and so it's one of those things where it's it's almost like a, a gut punch when you feel like you don't really have the money to pay someone to help you and then you're paying them right because you mm-hmm. feel like i should do this myself i could do it myself i could do it faster i could do it better i could do it i could do everything and you can't do everything mm-hmm. <laughs> you just can't do everything yeah and you don't want to you don't really want right. to do everything all the time <laughs> I no. like that you said that. I, I haven't had anybody actually say, hire some help. You know, I usually, and you don't have to hire help, but that's a great point that maybe people haven't even thought about. You know, one of the things that like, you know, happened, I guess in the past few months, right. Is that like, I've been locked in my studio for like days on end because it's Christmas and, you know, and I hear my son is asking for me and Um, he would come in my studio, he'd let himself in and I would be like, I can't, mommy's working and I'm sorry. And I would like sort of, you know, push him out gently. Mm -hmm. And I just said, I don't like, I don't want this. Like I need to figure out a way to not do this because I Mm -hmm. don't want him growing up feeling like when I'm working, I'm too busy for him. Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely, um, it is definitely a a hard balance, especially when you work in in your home, right. To tell your child, Mm -hmm. like you're not welcome in this space, in your space, in your home. It's a definitely, it's a, it's a hard balance. And one of the things, um, so I make everything by hand and all my jewelry is, is hand stamped. And I don't know, um, if you know what hand stamping is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, it's something that probably takes a long time and a lot of detail, right? (laughs) Well, it's, you know, people sort of think it's like engraving, which it's sort of a similar jewelry style, but engraving is done with a machine and hand stamping is done by hand with a hammer. And like each individual like metal shank is its own letter. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's very labor intensive. It's very Mm -hmm. physically demanding. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of steps to it. Um, and people don't necessarily know like all of the like craftsmanship that goes into it. And so I had to, um, basically diversify my offerings and start offering, um, I do like, um, drinkware now I do things that aren't just hand stamped. I turned my shop, my jewelry shop into a gift shop because I wanted to work smarter. I wanted to find a way to like double down on someone's purchase and mm-hmm. have them come for something and realize that they could buy something for like their husband and their kid and their grandma also in my shop. And not all of it is hand stamped. Not all of it is physically labor intensive. That's such a clever, like a uh, business tactic you could say or something too, to see, <laughs> kind of know your audience and, and see how to get people in too, and look at all your stuff. So you kind of have a, a, a wide range for everybody. And then someone might end up liking and getting like the, the stamped things that they wouldn't even known about or even went to your store for to begin with. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, and definitely I have a potty mouth customer, um, but there is stuff for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) There is no, I was looking at, there is stuff for everyone. I mean, there's, I'm sure you have a whole market though of people that absolutely totally love that stuff and see it. And they're like, yes, that's me. I want that. (laughs) 
Yes. My, my best friend's necklaces are some of my best sellers. Um, and they don't say best friends on them. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. So now that we're talking about all your products and everything, tell me about how to get in contact with you or go to your website or your store or social media to see all of your products and see everything that we've been discussing. So how can people get in contact with you? Well, my book, Vegan Family, is um, actually available anywhere that books are sold, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Um, thank you. But we also started a vegan uh, children's business called Mad Vegan Books with the hope that maybe we'll do a second one and a third one that will we'll publish more than one book. And it's funny yeah. because, you know, we like the... Uh, so our business is called Mad Vegan, um, not because we're not angry at all. Um, but those are the initials of our, our children's names. So my child is Murray and my partner's, um, children are Adrian and Drake. And so we, you know, did this project for our children. And so we thought we'd name our company after them. Oh, that's wonderful. Love that sentiment. So that's our, um, that's our, my vegan book is madveganbooks.com or madveganbooks on Instagram or Facebook or wherever else you want to find me. And my gift shop, my jewelry business is salt and sparkle. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook as salt and sparkle. And I'm on Etsy and my own website is shop salt and sparkle because salt and sparkle seemed to have been taken while I was rebranding. Oh no. Oh, no. But <laughs> shop's good too. Add that on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we're shop salt and sparkle.com and shops are salt and sparkle on Etsy. Very fun. Okay, cool. 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 <laughs> I will link everything to in the episode show notes. So when people listen to this, all you have to do, some people can't find show notes I've noticed. And I looked and I was like, Oh, it's not easy to find. But if you're on like Apple podcasts and you like mm-hmm. have the episode up, you literally just put your finger on the screen and swipe up all the notes come up right there. Ah. So, and I will have all the links on there. So you can just click it go straight to her store and buy a bunch of really cool stuff and see all the, see all the um, things we're talking about that we cannot say on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we could, but I I try to keep it a little bit clean. So, but it's really neat and it's very beautiful. You have a real, a real knack for your craft and, and what you do. And I do imagine when you had the I see the stamping on there. Maybe it's just like an art background that I have, but I just imagine you with like the little metal things with the letter, just getting big mallet or something and hanging <laughs> them on there. Basically. Yes. Basically. Yes. The whole house shakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so me. I was like, Oh, what's that? I'll just, Randy's just up there working. <laughs> Thankfully my downstairs neighbors are my parents. We live in a two family house because oh, perfect. If it wasn't, like, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, then. It's been so much fun talking to you. I know, Kelly. It's been great. <laughs> you're, you're amazing, and you're, you're so fun. So it was, it was really nice to meet you. Thanks so much for doing this and talking to me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Connect with me on Instagram at Moms Who Create Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.